Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Today, I would like to start a teaching. On this Mother's Day, the series of this teaching called Praying for Your Offspring, Praying for Your Children and Your Grandchildren. So I'm going to go through this off and on in our church to learn about the parents, what we should pray and what we should do with our children. The subject about family is important in the kingdom of God because our God is the Father. He is a family man. Basically, he's a family man. But today, I'm going to emphasize on the mother and the grandmother side of the story. You need to understand this. Every scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit, and it's good for teaching, rebuking, training in righteousness. And even though I talk about mom and grandmoms today, the principle in the Bible applies to every part of our life. So just... Use this principle for your application in praying and in relating to other people. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching your children your word. We believe, Father, that the Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher, not me, Lord. Please, Lord, teach your people by your Holy Spirit. And it will be just your vessel, your mouth, to speak what you want to say, Father. And... May you help us, Lord, to be doers of the word. We will not forget what we learn, but we will go out and put everything we learn into practice in the daily life, Father. We thank you so much. We love you, and we want to surrender to you and obey you, Lord. We believe when we obey your word, we shall be blessed. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Children's needs are very simple, in fact. Many of you are still single. You have not married yet. But one day you can have a family and you will have children as well. Some of us may go beyond being a mom now. We are grandmoms now. So we learn how to be both good mother and good grandmothers. Children long for warm loving, genuine, generous, and respectful relationship from the big people in their world. They crave the relationship from adults that promote kindness and reassurance. They long for our time, our attention, and our kindness. When I prepare this teaching, I repent a lot. I need to improve myself to be a better dad and a better grandfather as well. So God spoke to me through the scripture, and I believe that the scripture today will speak to you as well. In today's society or culture, we are living in the hurry attitude environment. Therefore, our children and grandchildren lack the relationship because we are in a hurry all the time. Not only that, In today's culture, most adults 
are facing very weighty and also consuming responsibility and concern in life, and that concern steal the time from our children and grandchildren. We have to be very careful, because in this world we are so bombarded by the speed-oriented and achievement-addicted mentality. To the point that our children get hurt, or they are the big loser in our home, because we're so busy and busy with making more money and achieving our job and doing the right thing for financial gain, but the children suffer a lot. Sadly, that's what happened into the society. We are in the overschedule and high-pressure environment all the time. I don't know about you. That's me. I'm in a very overscheduled, and keep going and going. Every 15 minutes, patient walk in and talk to the patient and look at the X-ray. And I believe some of you face the same situation: very high-pressured uh, condition in life, and the children cannot receive benefit from us because we are too busy. But remember this: our relationship with the children is very important. To build their life for the future. Remember this: it's not about us, but we need to prepare for the next generation as well. We one day all gonna die, but what we left behind is the spiritual heritage to our children. We have to think about the next generation as mom and dad and grandparents. The research say that when The parents and grandparents really give good relationship to the young people. The young people will grow up with a lot of benefits and impact them in a very positive way. So we need to be careful to really impart something into our children and grandchildren. One study showed that there is a link or connection between grandparents' involvement. And the adolescent well-being. If you get involved with your children and grandchildren in a godly way, they will grow up to be a godly man and a godly woman. Grandparents provides not only love and care, but also wisdom, problem-solving, and also stability during the time of crisis. So we need to really know our job. As grandparents and parents, mom and dad, to give love, care, and support to the young people, to the next generation, is a critical job that we all need to do until the last day of our life. No matter how old you are, you still need to minister to the younger generation. Many grandparents and parents. Live thousand miles from their children, especially in the USA, because when kids grow up, they move to another country or move to another city. Our grandkids live far away. How many people have your children live in another city? Raise your hand up. You see, long, far away. Or sometimes when we get older, we face some sickness and some. Disability in life that we cannot do what we want to do physically anymore. But one thing we can do, as parents and grandparents, one thing that everybody can do, 
is to pray. We should pray for our children and our grandchildren all the time. In this series of teaching, we're going to learn what we should pray for our children and grandchildren, and what we should do with them while they are around and while they are away. Whatever situation you are in, you can still pray for your loved ones, your children, and your grandchildren. How many people have heard this kind of comments? People say this way: "Oh, you know, I have backslidden, and I walk away from God when I was in the college." But I know my mom and my grandmom pray for me, and now I return to God. Have you ever heard something like this? You know, I become a Christian because of the example of my mother and my grandmother, and I know all of these years of life they pray for me. How many people heard this saying? When I face crisis, wow, my mom and my grandmom support me, and they pray for me, and I have victory because of their prayers. We need to pray for our children and grandchildren. Today, I would like to talk about one subject about what we should pray for our children and grandchildren. This is what you should pray, Lord. I pray that there would be an unbroken line of Christian faith in my family before Jesus returns. Unbroken line of faith. Deuteronomy chapter six, verses one to nine. When you read the scripture, you can see the heart of the Father, that He will not only speak to you. But he cares about your children and your grandchildren and great grandchildren. Now this is the commandment, and these are the statutes and judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God to keep all of His statutes and His commandments which I command you. You listen carefully, and your son. And your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, O the Church of Jesus Christ. Be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly, as the Lord God of your father has promised you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Hear, O. Israel and the Church of Jesus Christ, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your home. When you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall bind them as signs on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets be between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. God cares about family. 
God wants us to love Him with all our heart, and what God wants us to grow up and pass the spiritual heritage into our children. This is what we should pray: All of my children shall be saved. All of my grandchildren shall be saved and have relationship with Jesus Christ. We should realize that we are part of an endless line of Christian faith. We are among those who are seeking to know God and love God, no matter nationality you have. I'm Thai by nature, by nationality, but I'm part of the whole body of Christ. Millions of people who are seeking God, and I'm part of them. I'm walking. Through the holy path that has been traveled by millions of Christians who live before me, and I want that light and that lineage or heritage to pass on to my children. I remember when I got saved in 1981. I went to the Baptist church, and I promised God that every Sunday I will be in the church. And my daughter Tanida will be with me there. I remember when we first went to church. Tanida walked up on the stage and tried to play with the stuff that up here. I mean, in Thailand. So I tried to bring her down and sit down, sit, 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 sit. She just ran around everywhere because she did not understand how to grow up in the local church. But we took her to church every Sunday, and now every Sunday morning, she would wake up and say to her children, "Get dressed." We gonna go to church. We gonna believe in Jesus Christ. I want the line of faith in my family to go on unendingly, forever, from generation to generation. We should yearn for our children and grandchildren to be part of that endless line of Christianity. We should invite them to participate. In our faith, in walking with Jesus Christ, helping our children and grandchildren to know the Lord Jesus, to walk the faith walk, and to have relationship with the Almighty, and passing a spiritual legacy to them, is the greatest calling of our life. I tell you one reason. I tell you right now, one of the reasons. I don't dilute the message on Sunday to please the crowd. I don't build we call the seeker-sensitive church. The reason because one day God confronted with me, son, who you should care the most, your children and the people that I put under your care. All unbelievers and guests who just visit your church. I answer God. I care for my children because they are my primary disciple. My primary responsibility is that my children will love God, and two, people who commit to this church, not the guests, because they decide to be under my care. And then the Lord spoke to me: no compromise, no playing around, no entertainment. Because if you build a church of entertainment. Have you seen children play one game for five years and then they change another game? If you build entertainment church, what happens after five years? They get bored. They go to another church. They're gonna look for more entertainment. No, 
We need to train them up to be disciple of Jesus Christ. We don't play game. We don't play around. Our children must love God and know God. That primary responsibility of the parents and the church to help our children to know God is a great responsibility. Therefore, let us pray every day. Sometimes I don't talk much, but when I see children walk around the church, or sometimes I see my nephews and the wife of my nephew sitting there, I pray quiet in my heart. Father, I may not be able to preach to this person because I'm not their pastor. They may not listen to my sermon, but I pray, Father, that you will touch her heart, his heart. We sit. Him or her in the dream, open the spiritual eyes to see the light of the gospel. That he or she will give suddenly wake up one day and say, "Honey, we should go to church. Kids, let's go to church. Let's seek the Lord together." I pray and pray for my brother and sister, for my children and my grandchildren, and the children in the church that everyone will come to repentance and know the Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone in our family should continue the light of faith from generation to generation to generation by the grace of God. Amen. Thank God that God gives us that responsibility to minister to our children and grandchildren. The Lord Jesus say in the Bible, He say that I will build my church. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. At the beginning, I thought that to build a church is just another job to do as a Christian. Now, after 38 years gone by, we have third generation in our church now. The baby, when I started the church at that time, now become a youth leader. That baby. Now they have their kids, and I noticed that most kids in our church never backslide. Still here today. Still serving God in this house, and now I look back almost 30 years. Now I understand why God said to me, "You need to build a family church. The church should be full of genuine people, love God, like a family. So when the kids come to church, they don't feel that they come to church. They come back to the family. They will meet the uncle, the auntie. They will meet their brothers and sister. They're excited to go to church to meet their." Family, I believe that this is the culture of the Jews as well. Everything about family is it right? Yeah, Jewish culture is very family oriented. So we build the church as a family, and when the kids come, they heard the message, they heard the truth, they encounter the file of God, they are in the presence of God, they are touched by the presence of God. And they know that this is not a religion; this is a reality of God. They heard the testimony of how God ministered to people. They see the reality, the genuineness of their spiritual father and mother. That this is not a game; this is not a profession. This is a lifestyle of my pastor, my mother, my father, my uncle, my auntie. Love God and walk with God. They look at us, all these young people, and say, "God must be real. I want to know this God as well. 
I want to continue this spiritual transformation and faith in Christ Jesus. So, part of building this house is to make sure the spiritual heritage will pass into your children, my children, your grandchildren, and your great grandchildren. That is my purpose. I want to see that our children and grandchildren love the Lord. Therefore, it's so important. Listen carefully. It's so important to save your kids by guarding your attitudes toward God, toward the things of God, and toward the servant of God. Very important. I listened to a preacher, American preacher, who said that in America in the 60s, 70s, there were hippies and a lot of rebellion happened in America at that generation. I was not there. I was in Thailand. But in the 60s and 70s, there were a lot of rebellious things and hippies and drugs and all these things. And in that generation, one thing that has been passed on to this generation, I think we are the millennium generation now, that one thing that passed on to that baby boomer generation is we call dishonor. We don't honor the things of God enough. People come to church and still pull out the phone and play game and text message. People walk into the church, don't honor the things of God. At the house, if parents criticize pastors, the way the church run, criticize leaders in the church, oh, they ask me for money again. Do you know, your kids hear it. When you make your face upset to the church, to the pastor, your kids watch you. Oh, they have strife in the church. I can guarantee when I go to college, bye-bye. I'm not going to church anymore. Because your guys even fight each other in the church. You are hypocrites. You don't love each other. Hazard and I, in our house, in our car, sometimes we face conflict in the church. We face conflict with our previous pastor. We used to be under one big organization. We know that they are not perfect. We never say even one word from our mouth to criticize that pastor, that organization, or anything in the church in front of our kids, in front of our grandkids. You know why? We don't want our kids to go to hell because of our criticism and dishonor. We should be the real worshiper. Let me read this scripture, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 15 to 16. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Please, if you want your kids and your grandkids to be saved, to continue the endless light of Christianity, don't hold bitterness against the church. Don't hold bitterness against your pastor, the brother and sister in the church. Don't talk negative. You must be true worshiper. Always love, always lift God up, lift people up, speaking positive. Your kids need to hear that God is good. 
you share the testimony with them, guard your heart and your attitude. Anytime you start to get mad and talk negative, you need to shut your mouth and say, I'm not going to say this in front of my children. Amen? You need to grow up to become mature Christians. The best and the most powerful testimony in your life is not what you say. It's what you do. Your kids, your grandchildren, and your children are watching you. How you respond to situations in life. How you say things. How you behave each day. They're watching you. And you need to be the representative of God to show Christ-likeness to your children, your grandchildren, and great-grandchildren. That's why the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 to 2, Therefore I urge you, brother, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. You worship God by changing your act, the way you behave, the way you say things. Your children are watching you. Sometime, when I was a new believer, sometime Pastor Dai and I were sitting in the front of the car driving and we began to quarrel and yell at each other. Not she yelled at me, I yelled at her. She never yelled at me. I yelled at her and I looked back on the mirror. I noticed Joy and Tanida began to cry because they watch us. That my dad and my mom are fighting each other. They're watching the way we behave. Amen? In the car, driving to church, please don't criticize the church. Don't criticize any leader. You are sending your kids to hell if you criticize the things of God. No perfect church in the world. There's no perfect pastor and leader in the world. Don't say it. It's between them and God. Let God deal with them. You are not in the position of a judge to judge anybody in the church at all. To save your kids. Always speak positive about your church, about God, about the Bible. Always give testimony how good God is. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 9. Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself. You see, keep yourself holy and pure to be a good example. Lest you forget the things your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life and teach them to your children and your grandchildren. In other words, the goodness that God has shown to you, the healing, the provision, the teaching you learn from the Bible, from the Holy Spirit. You share your testimony with your kids. They know God is good to you. They know that God teaches you some good principle. You share that with your children and your grandchildren. The testimony, the positive experience that the Lord has given to you. Very important to keep sharing what the wonderful things that God has done to you and you keep sharing from generation to generation. That's what God said to the children of Israel. I set you free from slavery in Egypt. You remember? I split the Red Sea. 
I send mana from heaven. I saved you. I did so marvelous thing. Don't forget. Keep in your heart and share with your children and your grandchildren. That's what we should do. We should open our mouth by the leading of the Holy Spirit to share the goodness of God. God's people repent because of the goodness of God. Philippians chapter 4 verse 5. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Mothers and grandmothers, please speak to your children and grandchildren with gentleness and respect. Don't yell at them. Don't use foul language. Don't curse your children. You yourself need to pursue spiritual maturity and live a godly life example to them. Speak to your children gently. You don't need to yell at your children. You just say, honey, God loves you. Could you please behave? Let's go to church together. You don't have to yell. You don't have to make a loud voice in the house and, and use bad language. Just be gentle. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2. With all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bury with one another in love. This principle is not only you talk to your boss and you talk to brother and sister in the church. It includes the way you speak to your children. Gentleness, humility, not judgmental, not yelling, not scrolling, not shouting. You speak to your children in humility and gentleness and long-suffering. We should pray that our children will cherish the spiritual heritage that we're going to pass to them. The faith in Jesus Christ. Pray every day that their heart will be open to God and experience the goodness of the Lord. They will cherish the biblical advice that you give to them. They will see that the Bible works in your life. They will see the blessing of Abraham upon you. It's so important to pass that spiritual heritage to your children. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8. My son, hear the instruction of your father. Do not forsake the law of your mother. Sometimes children say, you speak too much. I don't want to hear from you anymore. Don't fight, don't argue. Just be calm. Exercise your faith. Turn around and pray God. Soon and very soon, one day, my daughter, my son, will wake up and see that my biblical advice is good for them. Don't get mad. Don't fight. Just be calm and pray for them. Like what you hear, the testimony of Darlene a while ago. It took her 18 years before she realized that her mother care for her. Amen? We keep sowing the biblical things into their life. They may not listen to you yet because they're still immature, still young, but you keep praying that they will open their eyes and see and receive the biblical advice and the spiritual heritage. 3 John chapter 1 verse 4. 
I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Is that your attitude? I'm not talking about only children in the church. Your own children and grandchildren, when they walk in the truth, you are full of joy. I tell you right now, the most fulfilling and joyful things in my heart is not about passing money to my kids. Yes, I should pass the financial heritage to my kids. Yesterday, we have a interesting conversation about the nursing home. As some people, when they turn 65, 70 years old, they go to a very first-class nursing home. They have to pay up front $200,000, $500,000 to put a down payment, and then 5000 a month. I start to calculate, wow, if I do that, before I die, all the money will be gone from my bank. I calculate. If we gone, 5000 a month, all of my savings going to be gone. I say, I think in my heart, I don't like to go there. I hope my kids will take care of me somewhere, somehow. And then they will have leftover money that they can enjoy from my inheritance instead of paying to that building, 5000 a month. I was calculating. Yes, we want to pass on financial heritage, but the most important thing that I am so happy that my three children believe in God, love God, serve God, when I heard that my daughter who lives in Georgia right now said that she's going to take vacation to come to church camp, I rejoiced instead of going somewhere else. She wants to come to be with brother and sister that she grew up with. She wants to be in the presence of God. Oh, I was so happy to hear that because nothing gave me more joy than my children grow and walk in the truth and love God. And I know that she's going to pass that spiritual heritage to her children. My brothers and sisters, many of you have been so blessed by having good spiritual heritage. Yesterday, I shared with Rachel, one of our members. Her mom is a believer. I say to her that, you know, you are very blessed. I grew up in a Thai Chinese home. There's no such thing a word of encouragement from my parents at all. I went to church. I have a lot of wrong idea from the world. I grew up with no Bible at all. So when I got saved at 20-something years old, I had to start from A, B, C to read the Bible. I did not have example to see in my own house of how a disciple of Jesus should walk. I started from zero without any foundation. It took me many years to grow up. Now I look at my children. This is so different from me when I was a young man. When I was a young man, I was so upset, so short-tempered, so selfish, bad guy I'm serious now I look at my son my 
two daughters. They are so calm. They givers. They love to give. They love the church. They want to know God. They treat our grandchildren, Tanida and Brendan. Brendan also the second, third generation Christian. Treat their children with wisdom that I did not have when I was a young man. Have the first daughter. I have no idea how to raise kids because I don't know the Bible. But now they know how to raise kids. Wow, spiritual heritage. You pass on. The next generation gonna be better than you because they start from good foundation since they are young, and then the grandchildren will be better than me and better than my children because they already learned from their grandparents and their parents. The best heritage, the best inheritance you can give to your children is a spiritual heritage. How many people are first generation Christians? Raise your hand up. First generation. Me too. Some of you may have godly parents. I tell you, it's so important to start in your generation now. I heard a testimony from a few brothers and sisters in the church on Wednesday. They came to my house for dinner. Interesting testimony. They say this. Maybe one day you can come up and share. Actually, somebody asked them to pray for somebody for some problem, but he prayed on the wrong person. But that person is a dad or mom or something of the other person that should be prayed for. Pray that that person will be set free from something. And after the prayer for on the dad or the parents, a few years later the kids come to this man and say, "You know, I got set free from that too." Interesting. It means that the generational curses was broken down from the dad. And go down to the next generation. I have many, many generational curses in my life that come from my ancestor, Chinese and Thai, and all these people that worship idols. So many curses in my life. After it was broken in me, I have not seen in my kids anymore. Oh God! Actually, this is interesting. I grew up with eczema. I have itching in my elbow. My neck, my hand, all the days of my life, I have bad eczema. My son had eczema. My daughter has eczema. Many years ago, I have really bad eczema, and God just instantly healed me. Boom, gone. Next morning, gone. Now no more. All gone from my skin. And I noticed one thing. My son. No more eczema. My daughter, no more eczema. You can see now why I keep bugging you every Sunday to grow up, to take serious about God, to repent, to change in your own generation first, to get healed. To get into the promise and the glory of God, it starts from us. If we have bad attitude, we need to repent right away, so that our children will not carry that bad attitude with us. If we love money, repent ASAP. Don't love money anymore, so that our children will not love money. 
It will go on to the generation to generation. We need to stop sinning ASAP if we want the Christian faith to go on as an unbroken line of faith. We need to shape up first parents and grandparents. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. This is what I like to pray. Should we pray together? Pray with me. Father in heaven, thank you so much that you saved me and you helped me. I'm so grateful for my salvation. I'm so grateful for what Jesus did for me. He died for me. Oh Lord, I want this faith to go on into my children. I want to see unbroken light of faith in my family. I pray, Father, you shall change me first to become like Christ. Help me to repent of my sin. Help me to get out from generational curses. Any bondage, any bad habits, any wrong attitudes, behaviors, practices, sickness and disease, any kind of curse, set me free so that I can pass the blessing of Abraham to my children my grandchildren and great-grandchildren to the thousand generations. Thank you, Lord. I pray you will anoint me to have wisdom what to say, what to do to my children and my grandchildren so that the gospel will enter into their heart. I pray in the name of Jesus that you remove the veil upon their eyes so that their spiritual eyes shall see the light of the gospel. Send your servant, Lord, to speak to my children, my grandchildren. Lead them to read the right book, to see the right things in the internet. Protect them from pornography, from bad movies, worldly friends. Help them, Lord, to learn how to honor you Honor the authority. Honor the Bible and the things of God. Help me, Lord, to be a good example with what I say, what I do, with my attitudes, my motives, 
toward my children. O oh Lord, I pray, all the children in this house and of those who are watching the live stream, all of them shall join in the unbroken line of faith from generation to generation until Jesus returns. Thank you so much, Lord. I believe all our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren shall walk in that path, the path of God. One by one will come in. If they walk away now, they will return to the kingdom of God again. I believe and declare household salvation will happen in my life. In the wonderful name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. How many people promise God you're going to pray for your children and grandchildren every day? I want to encourage you. Don't walk by sight. Right now, some of your children may walk away, may be naughty and rebel against God. Don't walk by sight. Pray for them. I will join you in prayer that your children and grandchildren shall come back to God and shall know God. Amen. I want to thank my brother-in-law who's sitting here who told me about Jesus. And after that, I opened my heart to hear about Jesus. I came to a honeymoon in Seattle and I met my brother-in-law who told me about Jesus Christ. I was not a believer at that time. And because of his sharing, I opened my heart and I know Jesus Christ. And then my wife and now my children. My children have been blessed so much because I choose God. And now my grandchildren, Nora and Josiah, it's so wonderful that we come to know God and pass that spiritual heritage to them. Amen. That should be your first goal of life. Not money, not big house, the salvation of your children and your grandchildren is your priority. Amen. I will come back again and teach the series Praying for Your Offspring one by one. I think you're going to learn a lot how to be parents and grandparents. I may not preach every Sunday. I will alternate with other series to change the atmosphere. But I think it's good to learn. This is the first one. It's so important. How many young people in this room believe one day you're going to get married? Let's your hand up. How many people say, I will pass my faith to my children in the future? Amen.
You promise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.